Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Honestly, uh, this is something that scared me for a long, long time. This is episode 84 of the Alt Arts Academy podcast. How to write a press release with Dean Victor Varnado and Vice Queen Lance Sandlin. Hey everybody, uh, it's time for the Arts Academy podcast. I am Dean Victor Varnado. This is Vice Queen Roxanne. Say hello, Vice Queen Roxanne. Hello, Vice Queen Roxanne. Oh my God, such a terrible <laughs> old school joke. Way to go. Anyway, uh, hello, Vice Queen Roxanne. Uh, the Arts Academy podcast, we teach you everything about the mechanics of the arts and entertainment world. All the stuff that I wish I knew at the very beginning of my career, we're trying to share with you. Uh, on our podcast. And today, do you know what we're talking about, Vice Queen Roxanne? Oh, wait, I'm going to turn off my air conditioner so I'm not a big butt face. (laughs) Um, Today, we're talking about how to write a press release. Um, I turned off my air conditioner. I'm still a butt face. What happened? Oh, I said that today we're learning how to write a press release. That wasn't the answer to my question. Fine. All right. So, uh, yes, we are going to learn how to write a press, press release. Honestly, uh, this is something that scared me for a long, long time. And sometimes you're going to have to write a press release, like depending on wherever you are in your career. I mean, unless you've got loads of money and then someone is ready, uh, waiting at your beck and call for you to drop uh, $500 on them to write a professional press release, then that's one thing. How, and, 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 but you can learn how to write a press release fairly quickly. First of all, uh, the actual part of writing a press release is pretty easy. And this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the structure of writing a press release. And then we're going to talk about the style and language of writing a press release. And then maybe we can talk a little bit about sending out a press release. But uh, that's not something that I am as seasoned in. But writing press releases, I'm pretty good. How did I find out that I was good at writing press releases? Recently, I wrote a press release. And then I hired somebody professional to... Uh, rewrite it for me and they were like "Uh, it's actually good (laughs) and so I was like oh good so everything that I have learned uh, I will uh, share with you right now do you write press releases Vice Queen Roxy? Um, When I was in college I majored in journalism so we did have to learn how to write them pretty often Um, but I don't write them currently oh I didn't know that part of uh, your your press release writing skills. I didn't know that. I didn't know about that. Awesome. All right, so a press release is actually pretty simple and it has, I think, like four distinct parts, maybe five. Uh, I I didn't actually count them. Let's say one, two, three, four, five distinct parts. Okay, so let's talk about what the parts of the press release are and then if you want to you can actually see the press release that i wrote recently it is on uh, a website for an art exhibit that is coming up uh and the 
the website is called Cartooning While Black. If you go to cartooningwhileblack.com, you can see a press release that I wrote with my friend um, who helped me rock and roll that press release. Okay, and it'll have all these parts that we're going to talk about right now. First of all, let's talk about uh, getting straight to the point. At the very top of your press release, you need a headline and a subheadline. And the headline and the subheadline are things uh, that are catchy and here's the big thing be obvious about what the hook is that's like a huge thing in press releases because a lot of people uh when they are trying to write press releases for the very first time they're like oh better save the good part for the middle of the press release no not true at the very top of the press release just tell people how why why this will make an interesting article for them okay so i don't remember exactly what i wrote in ours but i'm going to bring it up right now hold on a second Mm-mm-mm. TuningWildBlack.com. And we'll talk about how I opened this press release. I believe it mostly stayed the same. Maybe we tweaked it a little bit. Okay. So uh, four, four of the New Yorker black cartoonists to exhibit work at Shashama. So basically, that's what's important. Shashama is a very big arts organization. That's in the headline. And the fact that it's four black New Yorker cartoonists is in the headline because that's unusual because there's not a lot of black New Yorker cartoonists. So uh, having that at the very top of the press release is great. And then uh, right after that, the subheadline is cartooning while black. Cartooning while black, a gallery exhibit opens July 15th. So basically we're just getting all the information in the headline and the subheadline that people will need to know what's interesting about it. So that's that's basically how you start a press release. Would you agree, Vice Queen Roxanne? I do agree. Um, I mean, generally in journalism, we were always taught to like get to the point very quickly. <laughs> so I do agree. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And then, so as soon as you have your headline and your subheadline, the next thing you want to write in your press release is your opening paragraph. Again, you're going to hear this over and over again. Basically, what the press release is is a a most condensed version of the informa- a most condensed version of the information, a a less condensed version of the information, and then an even less condensed version of the information. So, like the headline and the subheadline is all the information told as quickly as possible and then the first paragraph is usually that same information but just reiterated with a little more detail uh in my case uh actually why don't you do some reading vice queen roxanne what's the first why don't you read the first sentence in or the first paragraph in the press release on contributing while black so we can just talk about how it's restating the same information and it's restating the same information that was in the headline and the subheadline, but just in a a with a little more detail. Also, uh, it's it's a thing where it's basically so if you if if someone you're sending this to a press person were to take that first paragraph, that would probably be enough to be like a little tiny blurb. Okay, so go ahead and read the first paragraph, Roxanne. Right. Um, so it starts with New York, New York, July 15, twenty twenty one. It says, Chashama uh, and Art to Wear present Cartooning While Black, a preview of the art from the upcoming One Idea Press title release, the Anti-Racism Activity Book. 
Art from the Volume, written and illustrated by cartoonist and comedian Victor Bernardo, will be shown alongside fellow Black New Yorker cartoonists Yasin Osman, Akeem S. Roberts, and um, Gerald, Gerald? Gerald. Gerald, just want to make sure. Gerald Lewis II. This exhibition is curated by Rebecca Mills. There you go. So the first paragraph is the same information, but just with more detail. And it's enough so that if they wanted to publish that as a quick, like, what is it, like 75-word mini article, they could just take it and do it. And you want to make it easy for people, uh, press people, to use your information. So uh, we're, we've actually, that's what we just did was we just talked through is the hardest part of most press releases, which is the headline, the subheadline, and then a paragraph which encapsulates everything. That's usually the hardest part because basically what happens next is you get to tell the same story again, but you can elaborate. And so in this case, in this case, that first paragraph, you really need to know who, what, where, uh, because we're talking about a physical location, like right after that in the press release, I just basically just say location and then put the address there and when, and just, I just put just the, uh, the stats of what and where and when it's supposed to happen. Uh, but that's not necessarily the way that all press releases will be because not all press releases are about come to this place at this particular time, but mine was, so, uh, there you have it. I was actually, um, I was pulling up like an old press release I wrote. Uh -huh. Maybe like if we have time, we can also like, I guess, critique that. <laughs> we certainly do have time. Let's do it. Why don't we just get through the structure and then yeah. we'll go through, uh, we'll we'll go through the next part. Oh, so, so then, uh, basically in the second and third paragraph, this is actually really funny. So the second and third paragraphs are usually the same thing. <laughs> told again but with more detail okay so it just gets broader and so basically since since this is about the anti-racism activity book uh and the it's about the anti-racism activity book and then uh and then it's about uh and then there's also a quote so like usually sometimes the third paragraph will be reserved or sorry, the fourth paragraph will be reserved for a quote that explains uh, why it's important, why what's happening is important. And so I want you to read out the second and third paragraph so we can get an idea about that. And so remember that the, I'm sorry, the third and fourth paragraph, no, the second and third, sorry. <laughs> the, the second paragraph again is going to usually be the same information, but just even more elaborate and, and longer and to tell you and, and, and then to tell you all the details so that if someone were, were going to write a more expanded story, they have the feel for that. Okay, so let's read the third paragraph. Um, third? The yeah, second, the second. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, second. it's okay. I just want to make sure. So the yes. second is the one um, about the book, right? Yes. Okay, great. The anti-racism activity book is social satire created in the style of a children's puzzle and coloring book. The exhibit will feature crosswords, word finds, and other nostalgic activity book throwbacks, combined with original cartooning work from Varnado, all using humor to illustrate how dumb racism is. <laughs> yes. Racism is dumb. I think, uh, 
I think everybody should know that. And then we followed it up with a quote. This is actually interesting. Let me talk about quotes. If you want to get somebody cool to do a quote for your press release, what you do is you write the quote for them, send it to them, and let them paraphrase it back to you so it's easy for them. That's exactly how this quote worked. So read the quote. <laughs> Traditionally, very few black cartoonists have appeared in The New Yorker, but recent efforts by the magazine and the cartoon editor, Emma Allen, have made an exhibit like this possible. Yassine Osman, Akeem S. Roberts, Gerald Lewis II, and Victor Barnado's illustrative works shown together in the same exhibit will be the first time such a presentation has ever happened. Jason Chatfield. Yep, Jason Chatfield, and he is, he's the head, uh, I think he's the president of the National Cartoonist Society, is that it? The National yes. Cartoon Society? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he was a really good get for this quote. It's actually really funny because years ago, um, we were talking about when it would be possible <laughs> for black card, black New Yorker cartoonists to have a showing together. And now it is because there's at least four of us. There's actually more of us. Uh, there's a woman named uh, Elizabeth Montague. I think it's, her last name is Montague, who is also another cartoonist. I reached out to her, but she wasn't able to get back to me in time. So she's not part of the exhibit, but I wish she was. And she's awesome. Check her out. I think uh, she's at Liz at Large on uh, social media. Anyway, she's awesome. All right, and then finally, uh, finally, if uh, the next paragraph, usually the fourth paragraph, I guess, uh, is usually a overview of the company that is involved uh, or an overview of a person that's involved. In this case, the overview was really about me because I'm the lead um, exhibiting artist in the exhibit. So the paragraph is about a little blurb about me and what I do and what I'm about. Uh, we, you know, I was going to say we don't have to read that, but we should read it. Like if, we're, if, we were, if we were reading someone else's press release, we would read it. But because it was me, I was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't read it. Oh, no. But please go ahead and read it, Roxanne. I'll just bite my lip. <laughs> um, is it because it's about you? Yeah, it's thunderstorm outside, everybody. That's what's so spooky. Ooh. Yeah. If you hear bass, it's 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 the thunderstorm. Um, okay, so this paragraph says, As a comedian, Victor Varnado has appeared on Late Night with Conan O'Brien and Jimmy Kimmel Live. His writing and cartooning work have been showcased in Mad Magazine, Vice, Marvel Comics, and Salon. Varnado was born legally blind and is albinistic. His New Yorker cartoon, created in response to the national unrest following the murder of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police was one of the magazine's most engaging pieces of content in 2020. Like Floyd, Victor also grew up in Minneapolis. That is, uh, that's a hundred percent true. And that, and here's why this is a good thing because the, I'm not just telling my story. I'm also telling like how I'm connected to the material and what's special about it because this whole, this whole exhibit started with that cartoon that I originally made for the New Yorker and it, and it eventually became what is this book or what is this book now, the anti-racism activity book. And that all started with a reaction, uh, my, my illustrative reaction to the murder of George Floyd. And because I also grew up in Minneapolis and actually saw Minneapolis police uh, mistreating people, including myself. <laughs> so that's why it was super close to me because seeing the seeing what happened with George Floyd just reminded me about how close that was to all of my family and myself that how close death is for black people all the time. 
Sorry to be a downer, everybody, but it's true. America has some growing up to do. All right, and then finally, usually in the uh, you'll you'll end with. Or actually, sometimes you put the contact information at the top. Sometimes you put the contact information at the bottom. Uh, but in our case, what we did was we just put a little sign off at the bottom and told everybody that they're invited to the uh, opening of the show. So uh, in your case, usually at the top of the press release, you'll have like the press contact and what their name is, their email and their phone number uh, so that they can be contacted. If you don't have a press agent, uh, some people have been known to make up a name that is their press email. I've done it. <laughs> so <laughs> just saying it's a thing that works. And I've had have inquiries to my fake name, Steve Bladick. Oh, no. Why would you give it away? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if somebody doesn't do their due diligence. You're talking to Steve Bladick. Go for it. Well, I mean, I didn't use Steve Bladick for this. I actually have a real press contact, but I, in the back in the day, I use a fake name, Steve Bladick, for a press con for a press contact. So that's basically it. And the thing is, the structure is not that hard. The harder part is nailing the language. Um, it is writing information. Sometimes the information may be dry, but you have to write it in a creative way. You've got to watch the word repetition. You've uh, really got to break out your thesaurus and, and just make it sound eloquent. You got to have good grammar and you got to, you got to use an economy of language. Um, for instance, an economy of language, uh, that happens in this press release is the actual exhibit is called cartooning while black, a preview of the art from the anti-racism activity book and other works. But we don't say and other works in the first paragraph of the press release because we talk about the other works immediately after anyway. So we even truncate the name of uh, the full surname of the, the surname, the second name, the, the subtitle of the exhibit because we're trying to use an economy of language. So if you don't want to say the same thing twice except for where you meant to say the same thing twice when you're like restating things. But even when you're restating things later, you are expanding usually with uh, a different verbiage than you did before. I like that phrase a lot, um, economy of language. I'm gonna yeah, use I use that phrase all the time when I'm talking about writing and economy of language because, uh, because I actually talk about that when I work with improvisation. Because in improvisation, um, I used to do improvisation so that it was not you could it, it was indiscern was not discernible from a play and that's hard to do with improvisation because people when people improvise they usually just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and i use the phrase an economy of language to talk about how the difference between what improv is and what a play looks like because in a play dialogue is very specific and it is more succinct and in improvisation they do not use an economy of language. So an economy of language is a phrase that I like to use over and over again uh, because I'm a big nerd. Nerding it up. Ah, hey, uh, we're nerding it up. Now let's talk about your press release. 
Yeah, so this was a press release that I wrote for um, when I was working in music. Oh, wait, just one second. Before you start talking about your press release, if you have questions, now's the time to put them in the comments. If you're, if you're listening to this live and you have a question, put it in the comments and we'll answer those questions live before we sign off. But first, now that we've told you that, please put your questions in the comments. And now, Roxanne, please talk about your press release for the music thing. Right. Um, yes, please ask questions. I, I love this type of topic, actually, because <laughs> it's one of the things I had to spend a lot of time on. Um, so the press release that I wrote in retrospect now, like that I know certain things that I didn't when I was writing it, um, there's definitely stuff that I would change about this. Um, I think that I could have had a little bit more info in the beginning. And then of course, like the following body paragraphs are like the more descriptive, creative, like playing with lyricism kind of stuff or like identifying lyrics that were important throughout the album. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did at the end um, include like the date of the release and like the contact info of like the manager and all that stuff. But I just wanted to, I guess, like show an example of the lead and then maybe hear like what you would have done to improve it. Okay, let's, let's hear about it. Cool. So it says <laughs> worldwide, June 10th, 2019. King Marie releases I Decided on June 12th as the first single off of her new EP, The, Pre uh, the Prelude, a project that pledges to give a taste of what the multifaceted Chicago native can do. Well, I mean, first of all, I think you entered the, you, you mentioned the date like twice back to back. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing, again, an economy of language, like you, you want to I mean, and then the thing is, people do notice that, like uh, people in journalism who've been writing forever, they notice things like that immediately. And I, I, so that's one of the things I would change. And then uh, read it one more time. Sure. Um, worldwide, June 10, 2019. King Marie releases I Decided on June 10th as the first single off of her new EP, The Prelude a project that pledges to give a taste of what the multifaceted Chicago native can do. Oh, okay. So I think that I think that I would try to add language that really shows a little more of the artist's personality because multifaceted, it really isn't. It's kind of like filler. Mm -hmm. Like isn't, I mean, I mean, maybe, but I, I would want to know like more about like, why the artist is special or like the like if if the artist is a person who rocks out on stage and throws stuff then that type of personality trait i would put in there like the like the uh the sometimes volatile blah 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 you know like things like that where where they're like ooh, maybe i should read more to see what they mean by volatile you get what i'm saying yeah um, I definitely agree. Like, that's why I brought this up as an example, too. Um, because when you had said earlier that you really want to hook them in that first paragraph, this is like the one that I really thought of that I wasn't as strong as I like would have liked to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's just one of those things where it, like, it, I think it just takes some time to really start nailing it and, I mean, I felt like your language is pretty good, except for the date thing. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. But, uh, but 
other than that, I would just say like really find a way to make them want to read further because I feel like the first paragraph of a press release should propel you to want more detail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but if it's just like an artist is releasing a new single and they're multifaceted, I got it. I got it. But what about that? Like, we don't know really what about that artist that makes them different from anybody else. I mean, unless, unless she's a super famous name, is she? Um, I wouldn't say like, not like famous, famous, like local okay. famous. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe local famous, but if, if people don't recognize her name, there's gotta be something else in there that is going to pull people to the next paragraph. Mm -hmm. That's what okay. I would say. Cool. All right. So it looks like we don't have any questions because everybody's got it. Way to go, everybody. Great job getting it. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about a, a podcasting, a podcast uh, guest booking platform called Wildcast. But when we went to the when we went to the platform, it's not quite a hundred percent working yet. It's sort of there. So I'm going to be researching it more. The goal, though, is is that it would be a platform where you could go on to the platform and then they would teach you or, or they would hook you up with, oh, look, we got sparkles from Facebook users. Uh, so you would go, you would go on their platform and they would hook you up with uh, other podcasts so that you could be a guest on podcasts, but it doesn't look like it's all quite up and running yet, but they're still figuring it out. But I will keep you posted on that. But for today, I just want to thank everybody for coming and checking out the podcast. Uh, we are the Arts Academy podcast. Uh, you can find us at Alt Arts Academy on all social media and Arts Academy pod, oh wait, Arts Academy podcast.com, which is our uh, website for the podcast. I am Dean Victor Bernardo. Oh, and I'm Vice Queen Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Thank you, everybody, for checking this out. Please check us out at artsagainstpodcast.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.